to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. The tale of the tape. What the numbers say about how the San Francisco 49ers and Philadelphia Eagles win their football games. like to welcome everyone to the show. It's going to be a good one. We're getting into all the numbers, how exactly these teams go about winning. And both teams have done a lot of winning over the last two years. And this year is no different. The Philadelphia Eagles have been... Uh, the team to beat in the NFC last year, they were the representatives for the NFC in the Super Bowl. To get there, they beat the San Francisco 49ers. Now, a lot of people would love to have seen a game that featured a healthy Brock Purdy from beginning to end, and maybe we're going to get that. And yesterday, the episode I put out and talked about was what has changed since that NFC Championship game. So if you want to go over and watch that video, you can. It goes through all the players that changed all the new faces on the coaching staffs. There's some big changes and big differences from the teams that met up last year to this. Now, there's a lot of the core players that are the same, and that's what makes this so interesting. A lot of conversation already. Hamid's coming from Debo saying he doesn't regret anything that he said. Hassan Reddick saying, hey, hey, you guys were boo-hooing. Now come and back it up this time. There's going to be a lot of energy that goes in this game. Really excited for this week because, let's be honest, if you were a 49er fan or you were a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you circled this one when the schedule came out, and you said, hey, that's when we're going to find out right now if this is a real competition, if the San Francisco 49ers can, in fact, beat the Philadelphia Eagles, or if the Eagles are in a class all by themselves. And I think these numbers are going to give everyone a little bit of an insight into how both teams win, but an insight in how these teams kind of match up and what advantages and disadvantages go both ways, where these guys are hyper the same team-wise, uh, where their successes are, where their weaknesses are, because it's all about getting prepared for that game on Sunday, knowing the most we possibly can about each team so that when we get there, we can just watch and enjoy the game. But it's a fun conversation to have because, let's be honest, these are two of the best teams we've seen in a while. They are very talented from top to bottom. Yes, they've had injuries on both sides. Yes, they've lost some of their stud players because of injury, and there's still question marks about some of those star players as we go into the week. Uh, so we're going to have those things kind of come out as the week happens. So stick right here with 49ers Cutback. I'll let you know about the injuries that are going to be coming forth on both sides, how exactly Lane Johnson is feeling, how exactly Fletcher Cox is feeling for Philadelphia. Those are big talking points for 49ers who are getting an offensive lineman back in Spencer Burford. So lots of injuries both ways, and I'm really excited about you, about it. And if you're going to be betting on this game, and right now the 49ers are favored at a lot of books, if you're going to be betting on this game, bet with Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling. with The NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With the up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access 
at any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer, head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, in all caps, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And while you're watching this, I hope during this episode, I will earn your subscription. I will earn a like for this video. That'll help uh, the, the program out so much. So if that happens, go ahead and subscribe and like the video. I really appreciate it. If you share it, that's even better. Of course, if you're listening on an audio platform, Four Yards Cut Back On Believe, which is available on all audio platforms, that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pods, wherever you listen. I really appreciate everyone that came through. So let's talk about this matchup of these two behemoths when it comes to the NFL and the NFC West or NFC Warriors, of course, are leading the NFC West. They took a stranglehold on the position when they defeated the Seattle Seahawks on Thanksgiving night. Philadelphia Eagles are absolute command of not just their division, the NFC East, but in command of the NFC in general, sitting there at the top spot as the number one seed coming in two games ahead of the 49ers in the, lo- the, 49ers in the loss column. Eagles are 10-1. and one. The one loss comes to the New York, New York Jets at MetLife and by six points, 20-14. to 14. So the Eagles have been really good, and they've just escaped two big-time matchups over the last couple of weeks. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a really tight uh, one-possession game, and they defeated this week the Buffalo Bills in overtime in a one-possession game. So they have been tested over the last couple of weeks. And the tests don't stop for the Eagles. In comes the number two seed, San Francisco 49ers, coming in with one of the best defenses in the league, a very potent offense, and a lot to prove in this matchup. And, of course, the Eagles got a long stretch of games coming up that are tough, including a trip to Dallas uh, the week after. Four yards are going to be playing Seattle. So both teams have a big divisional matchup coming up after this game. But they won't overlook this game. There's absolutely no way either one of these teams are going to look past the other team onto their division matchup. They know this is the game, right? For 49er fans, this is the equivalent of the 1994 uh, Dallas Cowboys versus 49ers game in the regular season where you just want to prove to them, hey, that was a fluke. We can beat you. We're better now. We're able to win. And with the Eagles, they just don't want to budge. They want the 49ers to have to prove that they can defeat them. And right now, they don't believe the 49ers can beat them. In fact, they don't believe anyone can beat them at this point. And why would they? When we get into these numbers, you'll see that, hey, the Philadelphia Eagles just find ways to win football games. They have a winning pedigree right now. So let's talk about uh, their points per game. Does it get any more equal than this? I had to put the point two because it was just crazy the fact that both of these teams on offense average 28.2 points per game it's awesome it's spectacular these two teams are mirror images as far as points per game so defenses are going to have to be big time in stopping uh, these teams from getting into the end zone but we've seen the philadelphia eagles be able to score a lot of points to win big games that's what they just did against the buffalo bills scored well over 30 points so that way they could defeat buffalo and I don't know if it's going to take 28-plus points uh, to beat the other team, but the both these teams prove that they have the ability to score a lot of points if they need to. They're, they're two of the top-scoring offenses in the entire league. 
So defenses are going to be put on notice. It's going to be tough sledding to stop these offenses from getting into the end zone and getting points. And this is where a touchdown is a premium this week. Make sure you get touchdowns. If you don't get touchdowns and you start kicking field goals, you give the other team the possibility to not just take a lead and maybe stretch the lead, but potentially you could keep a team in the game. And we've seen that happen. Kansas City and Buffalo both had 10-point leads over the Philadelphia Eagles at one point near halftime. In both situations, they lost. So you've got to make sure you score touchdowns and you get as big a lead as you can if you're the 49ers. If you have the opportunity to stretch your lead, you better do it. Philadelphia has proven this year they can come back and they can make early leads diminish in a hurry. So uh, it's going to be very important for both these teams to get in the end zone and make sure they score points because both teams can score points at a rapid pace. When it comes to offensive yardage per game, the 49ers out um, outgain the Philadelphia Eagles by 22 yards. Not significant enough to really uh, make a determination which offense is better at moving the football. Just gives you kind of an overview how close. Points per game, pretty close. Yards per game, pretty close. And then when you start breaking it up, this is where you get even more of an idea how these teams win. 49ers on offense rushing the football 136 yards per game. Philadelphia Eagles 133. And it's a it's a way that they do it, right? It's not one guy that gets it done, right? It's not just DeAndre Swift for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's also sprinkling a little Kitty Gainwell, add in some Jalen Hurts, and you've got a pretty good run game going there. Now, Swift is going to do the heavy lifting the same way Christian McCaffrey is going to do the heavy lifting for the San Francisco 49ers. But you're going to get some other things sprinkled in there. You know, you're going to get the wide back Debo Samuel. You want to get the ball in his hands sometimes. Elijah Mitchell has come on over the last two weeks. That's great news for the 49ers. It looks like he's finally healthy and comfortable, and he's averaging over the last two weeks 5.8 yards per carry. Six yards in one game, 5.6 in the other. So he's doing a good job. He's finding some space, and that's going to be able to spell Christian McCaffrey from time to time, but also give you some unique personnel groupings. At one point last week, the 49ers went out there with three running backs on the field, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and Kyle Juszczyk. So they can do some fun things in the run game that way, where Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift put a lot of pressure on you is in read option. And the fact that Jalen Hurts not only can beat you with design runs, but also by scrambling the football, make it very difficult to uh, slow him down. And we just saw Geno Smith have a couple of occasions in the third quarter against the 49ers where he got outside the pocket, was not only able to extend plays, but also use his legs to get key first downs. That's something the 49ers are going to have to be very mindful of. They have to make sure they stop Jalen Hurts from having success on the ground because if he's able to have success on the ground and if the Eagles are able to have success on the ground, that's when you really start having some problems because uh, when their run game gets going, it opens up everything else for everyone else. And so uh, same thing for the 49ers. Without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, the run game took a big dip. Uh, they were struggling to move the ball consistently. There was one point this season where the 49ers were averaging 160 yards per game on the ground. Now, of course, what teams did, and it started with the Cleveland Browns, we are no longer going to let Christian McCaffrey just absolutely gash us all day long. We're going to load the box. We're going to go uh, with, with the single high safety look. We're going to make sure McCaffrey and your run game don't beat us. Brock Purdy, you're going to have to go out there and do it. And last week was the first time since that Cleveland Browns game 
that a team came out and was not willing to just sit there in a single high safety look and make Brock Purdy beat them. The Seattle Seahawks came in a two high safety look, kept seven guys in the box, three safeties on the field, and tried to play it that way. So we'll see if the Eagles decide to, to join suit. They do have two good safeties uh, with Byard and Blankenship. So we'll see what they do there. But both those guys are going to have to help in the run game. Same for the 49ers. Jair Brown, Tashawn Gibson, probably going to have to help in the run game, limiting DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts. Let's talk about the passing attack. Uh, the 49ers averaging 250 yards per game through the air. Philadelphia Eagles, 231. Once again, 19-point difference, pretty close. The 49ers are just a little bit better as far as yards per game on offense. But yards per game is not the overall stat you're really looking at, right? You're looking at points for, you're looking at third down conversions, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh, so there's certain key stats, but it, it gives you an overview. And I've talked about this in previous weeks. The 49ers' goal and objective is to achieve 400 yards of offense. Why 400? Well, it shows balance because you want to get 250 through the air at about 150 on the ground. Now, if you explode for 200 on the ground, great. Then you only have to get 200 through the air. But those 400 yards usually equate to getting first downs, converting on third down, having long drives. That's why they're important. So you see the same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, that's their goal as well. Close to 400 yards, that means they're keeping the ball. They're moving the chains. They're using time of possession. Those are all big keys into being a winning football team. And when you get down the stretch here and you're trying to win in the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, you need to have an effective run game to go with timely passing. And I think you see balance from both of these teams. So bravo to Kyle Shanahan, bravo to Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff for making sure they stay balanced on offense. Tougher to play on defense against teams that stay balanced. And I think you see it here. Well, let's take a look at the quarterback position. You have Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. And if you hear the conversations, Jalen Hurts is getting a lot of attention as far as MVP. And why not, right? He's the quarterback leading the number one team in the league right now. A 10-1 team. They find ways to win. And Jalen Hurts took over the end of that Bills game in overtime. He's a big reason why. Some big-time throws and then a big-time run to get the touchdown and get the win. So you have to give Jalen Hurts credit, uh, but let's go through a comparison here and just look at what the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, and the 49ers Brock Purdy have done this season. Brock Purdy had a 70.2 completion percentage. That number stayed exactly the same from Seattle to this week, where Jalen Hurts is at 67.6, but right up there. We talk about that all the time, that 68 to 70% area is exactly where you want to be as an elite caliber quarterback in the NFL. That means you're making timely throws, but you're accurate enough to give your playmakers an opportunity. And I think Jalen Hurts is so close to that category that he's sitting at a really good number. As far as yards right now, Brock Purdy at 2871 to Jalen Hurts 2697. So both of them having a tremendous season. Both of them have the opportunity to hit a 4,000 yard mark for Brock Purdy. That would be the first time a quarterback under Kyle Shanahan during his San Francisco tenure has went over 4,000 yards on the season. It's a it's a minor little benchmark that I'm sure they'd like to reach, but I know they want to get there and reach that. And you see Hertz, he's had effectiveness through the air as well. 2697, pretty good number. They're getting close to that 3,000-yard mark. And, of course, anytime you get between 3,500 and 4,000 or even over 4,000, you've had a really good year. Of course, 5,000, you've had an elite year passing the football with the balance of these two teams, 
5,000 yards is probably never going to happen under either one of these coordinators or either, either one of these head coaches. Touchdown. Brock Purdy with 19 touchdowns to Jalen Hurts, 18. Now, of course, Hurts has rushing touchdowns as well. So his touchdown total overall uh, that he's attributed to is higher than Brock Purdy. But both guys have attributed over 20 touchdowns to their football team. So uh, both quarterbacks getting it done. They can both scramble, extend plays, make plays down the field. And I think that's reflected in their touchdown numbers. Both of them on pace for over 30 touchdowns on the season, which is great value for the quarterback position. Interceptions. Brock Purdy's done a better job taking care of the football than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has 10 interceptions on the season. Brock Purdy was six. And a lot of Brock Purdy's interceptions, including five of them, came in the losing streak. Uh, when the four yards win games, he really doesn't turn over the football. Did have one. It was a pick six against the Seattle Seahawks this week. That was not good. And he has been strip sacked twice. So those things you don't like from Brock Purdy. But you see the numbers right there. He's still uh, you know, three to one as far as uh, touchdowns, interceptions. That's what you're looking for. Two to one is really good. So when you look... At Jalen Hurts, he's not quite two to one, so he needs to make sure he takes care of the football a little bit, but puts the ball in harm's way. As far as sacks, the four yards offensive line, even though they've been much maligned and often criticized for their play, have allowed 21 sacks. Now, you got to throw take into account and throw out there that Brock Purdy is a big reason why. His pocket movement, his mobility, his ability to get outside the pocket and throw the football away has definitely helped that sack number. But I think what it does show is the offensive line plays a little bit better than maybe people give them credit for. Now, there are times when they struggle, and this is going to be a tough test going against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Philadelphia Eagles defense and pass rush is really good. Now, question marks about some of their players? Yes. We don't know what's going to happen with Fletcher Cox, whether that groin injury is going to prevent him from playing. We don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Davis. He went down in the game. I believe he's going to be okay and able to play. But they still have guys to come up. Jalen Carter is still there. They still have Nolan Smith, the young guy that they can bring off the edge. Hassan Reddick, he's going to be there. Josh Sweat, plenty of talent, right? They're not devoid of talent. It's going to be a tough test for that 49ers offensive line. They need to keep this sack number from Brock Purdy to a minimum. No sacks would be huge. I don't know if that can happen against Philadelphia, but that would be the ultimate for the 49ers. As far as quarterback rating, Brock Purdy's the number one quarterback as far as rating in the NFL. He's at 112.3. Jalen Hurts at 94.9. But both guys do a tremendous job of leading their football team on offense and making sure that both teams have the best situation to be successful. And that's all you can really ask for from your football team and from your quarterback is to have guys out there that can give you the best opportunity to be successful. Now, Jalen Hurts, we talked about a little bit of the offensive line potential struggles. We don't know what's going to happen with Lane Johnson. Of course, injury reports come out on Wednesday. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so uh, you know what that means. It means that tomorrow things could change, but Lane Johnson did miss the game against the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of optimism. He's dealing with a groin as well, that he could potentially be back, even talking about Dallas Goddard being back as well. I don't know if those are going to be the case, but those are things to monitor during the week to see because they could definitely change the outlook and outcome of this game if all of a sudden Nick Bosa and Chase Young are rushing against a backup offensive tackle it could make a huge difference you know Jack Driscoll or Fred Johnson out there is a big difference compared to Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson just saying 
that's going to make a huge difference in this game. And with the 49ers, Spencer Burford's back, which means they have their full battery on the interior offensive line. Trey Williams is healthy. Holton McKivitz has had a little bit of a mini bye week to get back to his spot. Maybe they're more healthy than they've ever been. Let's talk about third down conversions. Okay, so this is the offenses for each team are good on third down. We know why the Eagles are really good on third down. Uh, the brotherly shove has definitely benefited this football team. They've been able to get first downs at a rapid pace because it's like Nick Sirianni said, they basically start every single drive at first and nine. And when you have the ability to every time it's third and short or fourth and short, get a first down because of that one play, you have an advantage. And you can see it reflected here. Really good offenses convert on third down at about a fi- yeah, 50%. Right, I mean, these guys are good. Uh, you get that at elite level, it's going to be around 50% conversion rate. 47.3 is fantastic. So the 49ers know on defense they go in with a deficit every single play because every single time you have to make sure they don't get close to that third and two, third and one situation where they can go ahead and brotherly shove and get the first down. Look at the 49ers number, 44.4, pretty good. The 49ers have been efficient and effective on third down this season. Same thing where you see the the Eagles are closer to 50%. The 49ers want that number to go up. At one point this year, they're 46%. So they have the capabilities. If you can convert on third down in the NFL, you put yourself in a prime position to not just win games, but also control and dominate games because then you keep the opposing defense on the field and you keep your defense off. That's what's huge about this. Time of possession is a real thing. Wearing down an opposing football team is a real thing. So I think that both these teams show they have the ability on offense to convert on third down. And let's talk about the overall offensive theme from this. Both teams score 28.2 points per game. Both teams average nearly 135 yards, right? 49ers 136, Eagles 133. Both really good on the ground. As far as past yards, they're separated by 19 yards, 250 to 231. These two are very equivalent as far as success on offense. They run the ball well. They have timely passing. They convert on third down. Equal. Offenses against each other, very equal. Now, of course, they're going to be playing defense, and that's one of the main keys is how the defense plays against the opposing offense. Well, let's take a look at the third down conversion rate. We talked about the how its success on third down can provide opportunities for your defense to get rest and for you to wear down the opposing team. Well, the 49ers get off the field at a 39.9%. So right under 40%. Talked about this before. It needs to get down to 35% to be a elite caliber defense in the NFL. 49ers haven't been able to get it down very much lately. Teams have been converting pretty close to 40% on them. It's just been an accurate number. What was surprising when I started going through the numbers was that the Eagles were at 45.5, right? I mean, last week, Seattle was at 47, one of the worst defenses in the league against third down conversions. Well, the Eagles are right down there with them. Eagles are bottom third as far as third down conversion rate allowed. That means the 49ers at 44% are going to have opportunities to convert on the Eagles on third down. That's huge. If you can stay on the field, you have timely plays on first and second down, and you stay on schedule, and then you go out and you get third down conversions against this Eagles defense, you will slowly wear them down. You will slowly have more opportunities in the run game. You will also get opportunities in the passing game. So it's going to be critical 
for both these teams. Now, if the Eagles come out, play timely defense, and get stops on third down, then it just goes flips right back to their department. But I think you can kind of see a little small advantage here for the 49ers. It's a, you know over five-point advantage in third down conversions allowed. So that's something to remember, where you haven't had very many uh, you know distinct advantages, 49ers versus Eagles, talking about offense. Here you have one on defense right away. 49ers are better on third down than the Eagles, and that could pay huge dividends for the 49ers. Now let's flip it to defense, and let's talk about points per game. The San Francisco 49ers are the top scoring defense in the entire league, which means they give up the least amount of points. They give up 15.5 points per game. It's nearly two points better than it was last year. Last year they gave up 16.9, which was one of the best in the league. And now you've got him at 15.5. A full touchdown better than the Eagles. The Eagles are giving up 22.4 points per game. So when you're talking about point differential, there's a six-point difference between what they give up on defense and what they score on offense. Where the 49ers, it's entirely different. It's almost a two-touchdown two difference between the two. 49ers, 15.5 points they give up, and they score 28 Point two, So it's 13-point difference, nearly two-touchdown difference between it. That is why the 49ers have been dominating teams and outscoring teams by over 160 points this year. They've had big wins. Now, they did have the three-game stretch where they lost. Some of those games were tight. One-score game against Minnesota, one-score game against Cleveland, uh, and then they had a little bit of problems with the Bengals. The Bengals beat them by a lot. So you have a situation now where you look at this, and you're like, wow, the 49ers' defense – they're pretty stingy and not allowing teams to score. So something's got to give there. 49ers uh, defense only gives up 15.5. Eagles score at 28.2. It, it seems like this one's going to be a tight one there. 49ers definitely have an advantage as far as points per game. Total yards per game. 295 for the 49ers, 341 for the Eagles. Both numbers are really good, but 49ers are starting to get to that really elite category of allowing under 300. Just for perspective, last year the 49ers had one of the best defenses. A lot of people think the best defense in the entire NFL, and they gave up just over 300 yards per game, like 300.4 yards per game. This year it's at 295, and it's been coming down. Since the bye week, the 49ers defense has been absolutely locked in. What coincided with that bye was the addition of of Chase Young, but uh, the sticky coverage, the adjustment to Ambry Thomas, playing on the outside, Diomar Lenore playing on the inside. All those things have translated to the 49ers being better uh, in, a, in a lot of categories. And this is one that you can kind of look at yards per game. It's not the tell-all, be-all, uh, but it does give you an idea of how good the 49ers defense is. Think about that. Not giving up 300 yards a game in today's NFL, pretty spectacular. So look at pass yards per game. 49ers giving up 213, which isn't the top of the NFL by any means. Uh, they're in the top 15, but still, they were averaging a lot more than this. This number has been coming down rapidly since the bye week. Last week, they gave up 221 yards per game going into the Seattle game. You see that number go down to 213. That is a successful game for their number to drop down like that. You look at the Eagles, 255. They've had some struggles on the back end. And a lot of that has to do with injuries uh, to Avante Maddox. They lost him. They've tried to go with different guys, the nickel cornerback position, including Bradley Roby, Josh Job. They're trying to find somebody that sticks. 
They made that trade for Kevin Byard. That was a good trade. They got an all-pro caliber safety, but they've still had some problems preventing teams from being able to throw the football. And here comes the 49ers. Brock Purdy's having a tremendous year, but you just got weapons on weapons on weapons. Ebo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. And then just when you're focused on the big four, they've got a supporting cast that includes Jawan Jennings, who can make plays on third down as well. Huge one last week. So the 49ers come in with an array of players that should provide some interesting matchups on the linebackers for the Eagles and on the safeties. Not to mention the ones we all want to see. Get your popcorn ready. Bradbury and Slay versus Debo and Ayuk. It's going to be a lot of fun. But you see both these teams, pass yardage as far as pass defense is not the strongest suit for either one of them. They're good, but they're not one of the top 10 teams in the league. That is for sure through the air. Now, the 49ers are trying to get better, increase pass rush. Uh, Chase Young, 15 sacks in the last three games since Chase Young got there. We'll see what his success is against Jordan Mailata. He did get Mailata for a sack earlier this year when he was playing for the Commanders. This will be his third matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. As far as rushing, defensive uh, rush yards per game, both these teams are stingy on the ground. 49ers only give up 82 yards per game on the ground. It's number uh, two in the NFL. You look at the Eagles at 85, they're number three in the NFL. So these are two of the best in the entire NFL as far as run defense. 49ers have definitely figured it out since Cleveland. Now, this is the best run offense that the San Francisco 49ers has going against since the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns used to average over 140 yards per game heading into that week six matchup with the 49ers. The Philadelphia Eagles have 133 yards per game. So they're very good rushing the football. And I think what's different about them is they put more stresses on you than Cleveland did. Cleveland was more of a attack, pin and pull, uh, take advantage of mismatches with their running backs. But they didn't run their quarterback as much. The Eagles are willing to run Jalen Hurts whenever they need to. And they've got a dynamic runner in, De in uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, so this is going to be a tough matchup for the 49ers on the ground. Anything close to limiting the Eagles to anything close to 80 to 90 yards, you got to feel like you have a really good opportunity to get off the field with a huge win in this game. But uh, it's going to be tough. Christian McCaffrey, got to get a run game going if you're the 49ers. Will the Eagles load the box, make Brock Purdy beat them? I think that's the question for the week. We see a single high safety. We see a Bayard or Blankenship in the box. Brock Purdy's going to have to win this football game by throwing the ball. If you see it in an in inverse where you get too high safety look, then they're going to put the onus on their front for Christian McCaffrey. Now, things to watch, like we talked about earlier, the health of Jordan Davis, uh, the health of other defensive linemen could play a huge uh, impact in the 49ers being able to run the football. If Fletcher Cox... And Jordan Davis are not healthy and capable of stopping the run. That's going to put a lot of pressure on Jalen Carter to play more snaps than normal and potentially them having to go even deeper into their box and play somebody that they don't normally play as part of a rotation because they've lost Milton Williams as well. So things are definitely in a situation where a couple injuries stay the same and the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be a little bit weaker in that interior defensive line. And they've got changeover from last year linebacker. Like I said, go watch that episode from yesterday. I get onto it. But Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Morrow are now the guys who are expected to do it, where last year was Kaiser White. And a lot of that has to do with N'Kobe Dean being put on IR uh, just recently because of injury. But let's talk about a big part of this game, and that's turnovers.
San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy's interception against the Seahawks finally got to double digits. They were hanging in there. They still give up less, or they still turn over the ball less than one time per game. You want this number to fall even further. You, if you take care of the football, don't lose football games in the NFL, usually. And you can see that both these teams have turned over the football. When you look at the Eagles, they've turned it over even more. And Jalen Hurts has thrown 10 interceptions on the season. So he's a, attributed a lot of the, the turnovers for his football team. So they're got the 49ers have, you see an advantage there, plus six as far as giveaways. They do better taking care of the football. They're going to need to take care of the football against the Eagles. Can't allow them to have opportunities. Saw Josh Allen throw that pivotal interception to James Bradbury that changed the complexion of that game and gave, really gave Philadelphia the opportunity to take control. They ended up getting the victory. You don't want to make those types of turnovers. The 49ers are going to have to make sure they take care of the football. And with the inverse, same thing with the Eagles. If you give the 49ers enough opportunities, they're going to make you pay for it. So you got to make sure you take care of the football. As far as takeaways, the 49ers are the number two team in the league with 21 takeaways on the season. They have been fantastic. They have so they have 15 interceptions on the season. They have just been really good. But also, Fred Warner has been punching the football out all season, creating fumbles as well. Nick Bosa with a strip sack a couple weeks ago. The 49ers are finding ways to get turnovers. Seven more turnovers than the Eagles. But when you see a 14 number by the Eagles, they're, that means they're attacking they're taking chances, and they're getting plays. And I talked about the Bradbury turnover. That was huge in that football game. So timely interceptions, timely turnovers, you can't allow that to happen. So Brock Purdy needs to make sure he takes care of the football. 49ers ball carriers need to make sure they keep it secure. They've done a pretty good job this year. My one worry could be special teams as well. Braver McLeod put the ball on the ground. That was a little nerve-wracking. He's going to have to make sure he takes care of the ball. All elements of this has to be taking care of the football in this game. Turnovers one way or the other could tip the scales. Here's where it gets interesting. You wanted to see an advantage in any part of this game, and there there's some advantages in certain ways. Turnover differential is the biggest turnover or biggest advantage for the 49ers. Plus 11. That's elite caliber. The 49ers are tied for number one in the league as far as turnover differential. They're one of the best. Eagles, not so much. Minus two. That means they turn over the football more than they get the football as far as turnovers. That is not a winning formula. When you look at this football team, the fact that they've only lost one game is really surprising because when you look at the turnovers, and we do this every single week, usually the teams that have winning records have good turnover differential. They get turnovers, they score on those turnovers, and they win games. Sudden changes impact the game suddenly and with the eagles being in minus two that is shocking i just feel like at some point it catches up with them i'm not saying it's going to be against san francisco it could be but at some point it's got to catch up with you if you uh go ahead and create turnovers you give up the football giveaways to the opposing team they're eventually going to get you and they've got some good games coming up they've got the 49ers they got the cowboys they got the seahawks all three of those football teams take advantage of turnovers and can create turnovers. So the Eagles got to make sure they take care of the football in this game. If they don't, the 49ers get a couple of turnovers against Jalen Hurts uh, or they get a couple of fumbles that go their way. That could tip the scales in their advantage and they can win. It's a it's crazy stat, 11-2. to two. I haven't seen the 49ers play a team with a winning record 
that was had a negative turnover differential the entire season. So there's some outliers in this football game that are definitely uh, something that I wasn't expecting. But I think when you look at the tail of the tape between these two teams and how they win, you see two offenses that are extremely balanced, that play well, convert on third down. They do a good job of taking care of the football for the most part. Of course, advantage 49ers in that category. That was one of the only advantages you could find numbers-wise was that. Everywhere else, they're pretty equal. Niners yards in a little bit on as far as passing game, a little bit better. Run game a little bit, a little bit better, uh, but not a lot to make it a huge difference. When you looked at defense, that's where you started finding some of the differences. Uh, rushed, rushed defense was about identical. They're two of the top teams stopping the run in the entire NFL. Passing game, 49ers with a slight advantage, uh, a little over 35 yards uh, better for the 49ers. Takeaways better for the 49ers. Turnover differential better for the 49ers. So that's where you started to find some advantages. Also, defense on third down better for the 49ers, where the Eagles are better, a little bit better on offense converting. The 49ers are better on defense stopping them. So it's it's an exciting game. This is going to be an absolute blast. I can't wait for it. All this tell the tape did was get me more excited about the matchups that are going to be coming in this game. You guys got to come back, check out the content. I'm going to go over the matchups this week. I'm going to go over offensive matchups. The 49ers must exploit against the Eagles. I'm going to go over defensive matchups. The 49ers must win to prevent the Eagles from defeating them. Uh, it's going to be a fun week, and it's going to be capped off later on the week. We'll have the Madden Sim. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, people enjoy it. I just put on Madden, let it happen, and then we we do our audio over the top of it, uh, live commentary. It's a lot of fun. Cool things happen. Sometimes some interesting things happen. And then, of course, we'll end the week by doing a nice game preview show, get into all the matchups, make some bold predictions, and pick the winner of this football game. Like always, thanks for joining me. Like and subscribe to the channel. Share the video. If you're listening on audio platform, 40 hours cut back on Believe. I appreciate you. Please give it a five-star rating. Leave me a review. I'd appreciate that as well. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. If you want additional content, film breakdowns, they're available on Patreon. Uh, you also have standalone shows like the Ant Hill Show, Ant Ant Classic Show, and Slightly Offsides. You can find those over there. Uh, the, go down to the description sec section, check out the link tree, to find all the socials and all the extra uh, things for the content. Really appreciate everyone for coming through. You guys are the best. This 49th Eagle Week is going to be a blast. I can't wait uh, until the game, but until then, we have lots to talk about and lots to build up to. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.